Okay, let's get real for a moment. Your addiction and attachment to your thoughts created by your conditioned mind, aka the ego, from your past experiences will be one of your biggest sources of misery, stress, anxiety, or depression. Now, most of us can recognize the fact that we have a voice inside our head and it can sound anxious, it can sound loud, it can sound angry, it can sound stressed. It can chat away about random subjects that have no bearing on the present moment. It can talk about how terrible things are going to be in a negative fantasy future that doesn't even exist. It can tell you how you can't do things, how failure is something that isn't actually acceptable, how people will let you down and feed you stories around how you are simply not good enough. The list about what it can chat about could go on forever. But what can you do about it? Well, that's what we are about to explore in this very episode. Welcome. You are listening to the Mindset Change Podcast, and I'm your mindset coach, Paul Shepard. In this episode, we'll be exploring perspectives around your attachment to your thoughts and ego and what you can do about it to begin to level up and set yourself free. Believe me, this is truly liberating. If you're new to the show, welcome. Please hit the little plus button to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. It also helps the show grow too. So to know what to do about the voice or voices inside your head, you will need some context. Let's make this easier for you. I'd like you just to pause and begin to recite the alphabet inside your mind. And I want you to listen to how you sound. It can be a little bit mind-bendy to realize that you have the ability to listen to your mind's inner monologue objectively as an observer, just to listen. So the intriguing question becomes, well, who is doing the talking and who is doing the listening? Now, most people will go, me, it was me. But there's two aspects of you going on. Someone's talking, someone's listening. Well, they are parts of you. But the talking can be the ego. The listener, for me, is my higher consciousness. There are different names for this part of you, and we'll go more into that later. But let's just focus on the ego. Now, the topic of the ego is fiercely debated, but we're going to keep it quite simple and focus it on seeing it as the aspect of your mind that has been conditioned since birth from the people around you, your culture, and anything that has influenced you to create an identity. So your personal identity, your self-image, your feelings of self-importance, your uniqueness, the way that you see the world, the way that you navigate life, the way that you put plans into action come from your ego. Now you may think of the ego as a bad thing because it is demonized in lots of different belief systems. But I believe the ego is not your enemy. It's an important part of you 
that needs regulation and help to evolve. If you don't help it to evolve, it can control you with its need to be right, strong opinions and desire to control life to feel safe. The ego can get obsessed with trying to control in life the uncontrollable. Now your past experiences create your desires, your fears, how you feel life should be for you. Your ego can demand control of life around you to match how it thinks life should be. Your ego can feel happy when something in life happens to match your ego's beliefs in a positive way, but then you can feel angry, depressed, stressed or anxious when life isn't matching your ego's internal expectations. Now this leads to over-controlling behavior and contributes towards having a victim mindset as we try to control what can't be controlled, which is going to lead to, of course, certain failure. For example, this tends to happen when we try to control other people. The ego gets very upset because it's not working. The blame game kicks in, as will the poor me attitude combined with a sprinkling of martyrdom. And look, we've all done it and may still do it. But awareness is the key to change. Let's not judge. Let's not get upset with ourselves. If you recognize that this might be you, we are all growing. We are all changing. And the mere fact that you are listening to this podcast shows that you are willing to expand and grow. Be proud of that. So we know that the ego likes to find things to control and get upset if it can't control them. Michael Singer talks about this in his new book, Living Untethered, and points out how upset the ego can get when the weather isn't how it wants it to be. Or of course, the opposite. It can be full of joy when the weather matches its expectations. As if the weather has anything to do with us. We can't control it. The weather just happens. It's the story the ego has about it that will either make the weather a joy or something that is just happening or something to really complain about. I was laughing this morning on a training run. Before the run, my ego was very certain that it did not want to get caught up in a torrential rain that was predicted, as it does make for an uncomfortable run. So keeping an eye out the window, I noticed that it didn't seem like it was going to rain at all. Off I went for my lovely run. And before I know it, the rain just swept in out of nowhere, making me very wet very quickly. I could hear my ego almost immediately. Should we just turn back by the ice cream shop? I'm going to be cold. I'm going to be uncomfortable. This isn't the run I wanted. And it comes with the feelings of wanting to turn around. Now, this is where autopilot can kick in. And I could have just gone with that. I could have just turned around and ran back. But I chose to consciously be awake and aware. And instead, I reminded my ego that we had started the run and with integrity, we were going to continue. And that was that. It wasn't negotiable. I just continued my run. <laughs> I'm laughing because when I got back, I was very cold, very wet. And I was going to have a cold shower straight away. And my ego <laughs> 
didn't like that either. But tough. It was something that I was committing to. And again, that was that. It was a non-negotiable. But points for trying. I'm very lucky that part of my work is developing that awareness to step back from the ego. And to the best of my ability, I have made a decision not to let my ego dictate what I do based on its story. That's a recipe for disaster. And I've experienced that far too many times and it really didn't work out very well. So let me ask you a question. What would life be like for you if you could choose to wake up and mindfully not listen to your conditioned ego so often? How would that positively impact your life? If you choose to work on yourself with meditation, mindfulness, therapy, coaching, or any other type of healing modality, you will eventually start to become more self-aware, which means you'll begin to exercise the ability to be aware of your ego. Now, the awareness comes from many names, such as your true self, higher self, higher consciousness, the soul, and so on. Some people just simply call it the observer. The key thing to remember is that we are not our minds. We are not our thoughts and we are not our feelings, no matter how it seems. We are always, always so much more than we think we are. Now, when I was running in the rain, it was for me my higher consciousness that became aware of my ego and its attempt to control the situation based on a story about being cold and being wet. The higher consciousness took over as the run was more important. Also, it's a good mindset challenge. So the run continued. There was no battle. I didn't have a go at the ego for daring to mention that it wanted to be dry. I just continued the run with my higher consciousness taking over. So clients ask me, well, how do I know the difference between my higher consciousness and my ego? I had someone in my office recently who swore that their ego was their higher consciousness. It really, really wasn't based on what they were saying. So let's talk about the differences. Now, I label mine higher consciousness. For me, I can tell when I'm accessing that part because it's non-judging, it's observing, it's my intuition, it's motivating, it's radically honest, realistic, kind and compassionate and peaceful. Now I know when my ego is involved because I feel very, very different. There could be stress, anxiety, there's a scarcity mindset. Worrying that I don't have enough, that I'm not enough. It's contradictory, confused, opinionated, loves to be right, justifying, impulsive. And it focuses on wanting to change my outside world to feel good on the inside, which never works. Through self-awareness, you can begin to change how you feel on the inside And beautifully watch how that is reflected in your reality on the outside. 
As I mentioned before, the ego is often demonized and I've been caught in that trap too, but I believe it's important to help it expand and to evolve, to help it transcend so it becomes more helpful, more peaceful, quieter and more realistic. And that is what my meditations and mindfulness practice train you to be able to do. If you are a regular listener, you may notice how I often talk about in my meditations about being the observer of your thoughts, that thoughts are not real, and raising your consciousness. The more you invest in waking up from your conditioned autopilot ego response, the more you can create in life what you really want to happen next, instead of just repeating the past over and over like Groundhog Day. New thoughts equal new feelings and that equals new behaviours. Autonomy in life is so important but if you're asleep at the will and not choosing where you want to go it will bring you too much misery. Now your ego tends to see life through the lens of your past experiences especially any trauma you have not managed to heal and move on from. For example, if you struggle to deal with a negative experience, then it can get stuck in your subconscious mind and in the body where it can unconsciously influence your day-to-day living with automatic negative thought. Now, automatic negative thoughts are thoughts you have on autopilot from trapped trauma, and they can just flow in and out of the mind. And for some people, it can seem that that is all they think about. And they may begin to label themselves as a negative person. But just let me point out that we have around 6,000 thoughts a day drifting in and out of our minds. It's much easier to remember the negative ones instead of the positive or just plain normal ones. And later, if you're recalling your day, it's much easier to remember yourself being negative, forgetting all the positive stuff that might have happened in your day. And I call that anxiety amnesia, the ability to forget the positives in favor of remembering the negatives. So unhealed trauma trapped in the mind and body can send to the conscious mind random negative thoughts and feelings that seem to pop out of nowhere. Have you experienced those? You can just be walking down the street and you have this random thought that can seem so dark and intrusive that it comes with a strong burst of cortisol and adrenaline and you're wondering what on earth is going on with you. I remember my first major intrusive thought when I was drinking coffee with a friend and we were chatting away, all very lovely. And then suddenly I had the thought, What would happen if I threw this hot cup of coffee in her face? The thought came with a surge of adrenaline, which suggested to me that this could happen. I remember slowly putting the cup down and I left the coffee. I couldn't drink the rest. I didn't know what to do with that thought or feeling. And I simply read too much into it and believed that my thought meant that I had these dark urges that seemed to want to hurt people. Now, this was absolutely abhorrent to me because I hate violence. And then I began to feel anxious that there was something wrong with me and that I might be a secret psychopath. Upon exploring what intrusive thoughts were, I finally found release and relief. Just to point out again that thoughts are not reality, nor are they your identity. They are creations of your subconscious mind based 
on your past experiences. Reality forms for you from the thoughts you focus on, which is why it's really, really important to begin to able to filter out what you focus on and what you let go. Your brain chooses from what you believe is important to you to begin to focus on. We both could walk, for example, down the same road and yet have a very different experience. You could be marveling at the buildings due to your love of architecture and not seeing the variety of people passing you by. I may be focusing on the people and not even seeing the architecture at all that you are focusing on. We all have a different reality. And have you noticed, have you noticed that your ego can feel very threatened by people who see the world differently to you and that you try to control and influence them to see the world the same way you do? We really, really don't like to be wrong either. And even if we hold a negative belief about ourselves, we love to prove ourselves right. As Gary Cady said in his fantastic book, Raise Your Healthy Deserve Levels, we don't get what we think we deserve. We get what we believe we deserve. Nothing more, nothing less. Which explains why we can self-sabotage any good things that come into our lives if we don't believe deep down that we deserve to have them. For example, if your ego doesn't believe that you are good enough or lovable, then finding the right healthy relationship is going to be a challenge for you. And even if you did meet someone who would be amazing for you, that could add a lot of love and benefit to your life. It's amazing how your ego can begin to find fault turn them into someone boring, find ways to become irritated by them and decide that you're going to find someone hmm, a bit more exciting, someone with an edge, someone who's going to treat you as your beliefs dictate, usually in a way that puts you down, makes you anxious. After all, subconsciously, you don't want to be proved wrong. So they estimate 95% of your brain's activity is unconscious, which means that the actions we take, our emotions and behaviors are reliant on the 95% of the brain activity that lies beyond conscious awareness. That is why positive change has to work consciously down to the subconscious mind to create a program from which you can eventually act positively unconscious from. So how do you do that then? Well, If you're listening to this show and you've been doing my meditations, that is a great place to start. This is deep subconscious work with suggestions working within the subconscious to help make the changes you are looking for. Plus, meditation not only boosts GABA, which is a wonderful neurotransmitter which slows down activity in the brain and nervous system, helping your body relax and heal. It also boosts neurochemistry and strengthens your prefrontal cortex, which enables much better thought and emotional regulation. This is why meditation is an absolute non-negotiable. Now I get regular feedback from my listeners telling me how change is happening for them on deeper levels, making it much easier to change their reality. Investing in 10 to 15 minutes in your morning or evening through a meditation will be the gift that keeps on giving. You will develop your self-awareness and be able to step back from that ego 
to observe it. But coming from your higher consciousness, you may choose to do something else instead. Of course, there are other ways to work with the subconscious mind. Journaling, coaching, therapy, hypnosis, and any tools which help you change your core beliefs in the subconscious mind are invaluable for you creating the change you're looking for. Knowing how to deal with automatic negative thoughts and feelings are an absolute game changer. I'm a strong believer in the notion that every negative thought and feeling which is triggering for you is an absolute golden opportunity to help you heal. The more you do this, the lighter you become and you will change how you see and experience reality forever. Now, the cause of my intrusive thoughts was a level of anxiety I was carrying in my mind and body. I suspect the caffeine triggered a release of that trapped emotion or anger in my subconscious that had been suppressed and up it came. And yes, it did on a regular basis because I was trying to suppress it. I didn't know what to do with it. And all I was doing was delaying the release of that old trauma and keep it in a subconscious mind waiting to be triggered time and time again. I wish I had the simple technique I am going to show you that will stop you suppressing your thoughts and emotions and begin to raise and expand your consciousness. This would have been really handy back then, but hey, I simply didn't know about it. Now, it's adapted from Dr. David Hawkins' book, Let It Go. You'll also find more detail of this technique in the Let It Go episode as well. And my Surrender Experiment episode also goes into how I've been working with this in more detail. When you notice a negative thought or feeling being triggered, don't suppress or even express it. Begin to welcome the feeling instead. Welcome the thought And maybe do it with an intention of compassion and curiosity. So I like to lean into mine, recognizing that all I'm experiencing is trapped trauma from years ago. And why wouldn't I feel compassionate about that? Name the feeling. For example, this is fear. And it's very simple. Ask yourself, can I let it go? Then would I let it go? Take a nice big deep breath down to the diaphragm. And then slowly, out through the mouth, breathe it all out. That is the technique. I'll go through it again. When you notice a negative thought or feeling being triggered, don't suppress or express it. Welcome it instead with some compassion and curiosity. Allow it to sit in the body. Name the feeling. This is fear. This is anxiety. Ask yourself, can I let it go? Would I let it go? Take a deep breath and breathe it out. Every time something pops up, you can do this technique in seconds and begin to become lighter. I cannot tell you how peaceful you will begin to feel. You will see the world through a very different lens. And what that will do to your reality, well, let's not go there just yet. All I can say is that you will never be able to imagine where your life will go next or from feeling lighter. You can also do this technique when you can feel your ego resisting something in the present moment and wanting to control 
through its stories of how it thinks reality should fit its expectation. You can also do the letting go process with desires for positive stuff and experiences too. Remember, desire is the cause of suffering and letting it go can be liberating and peaceful. And as I mentioned in my surrender experiment episode, by dropping the attachment to what I was looking for to experience seemed to bring those experiences much quicker into my life. I'm still trying to get my head around that. Here's another question from strategic coach founder Dan Sullivan that can help begin to move you forward. So with the letting go process, that's a great way to release what's been suppressed and that you're holding on to. But you can begin to focus on a generative question when you want to move forward. So you could ask yourself, in whatever situation you're in, or whatever thought or feeling is arising, ask yourself, if this wasn't bothering me, what would I do next? Now, I love that question. I've been asking that to a few of my clients. Interesting to see how quickly their mind drops the situation which is holding them back, and they begin to focus on what they would do positively instead. So bring into your mind a negative thought or feeling, however you want to work with that. Then ask yourself, if this wasn't bothering me, what would I do next? And note what your mind does next. Remember that when you consciously choose to be awake and aware, you're beginning to access your higher consciousness. And it's your higher consciousness that can do the letting go process or asking yourself, if this wasn't bothering me, what would I do next? So make sure you're investing in yourself. I know that you're doing that by listening to this podcast, but please do meditate, do journal, get some coaching, have a therapist, learn some healing tools, do some self-hypnosis, Do whatever you can. Make it your mission to begin to liberate yourself from your past so that you can begin to feel lighter. Don't let your ego keep you feeling weighed down. It needs help. It's begging for your help so that you can begin to feel more lighter, more peaceful, more adaptable and more energized. If you are feeling really weighed down, and I know that feeling of heaviness, then you're likely to be carrying way too much past trauma. And again, it's begging, begging you to release it. The alternative is that we hold on to it and let it shape the way that we see the world. But not only that, we pass our trauma onto other people, we project it onto other people and it gets passed from person to person. Think about your traumas. Think about your limiting beliefs. Where did they come from? Who passed them on? to you. This is not a blame game. It's just taking responsibility and having an awareness of how things get passed on. And will you take responsibility to not pass your trauma onto other people to the best of your ability? The more you heal your past and more you develop your higher consciousness, whatever you choose to call it, the more you will hear a kinder, more peaceful, accepting and compassionate voice inside your mind. Imagine, just imagine what that would be like for you. You're helping your ego transcend. 
and peace is an antidote to stress and anxiety and you have the power to wake up, to be more aware and intentionally choose to let go and become a more peaceful version of you. Your self-care and decisions to enhance your life instead of partaking in ways to numb and stress your body out will also change too. You'll begin to see your bigger picture in ways you can't imagine. So keep listening, keep growing and keep being curious. And you'll know you're progressing because your ability to step back from that voice will get easier and easier. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it's made sense for you. Your comments and questions would be most welcome to help create some discussion. If you have not already, please subscribe, please share, please share the love and leave a review. Remember, stay awake, stay aware, and I hope you have an incredible day.